Hello, this is Greg Prado, author of the books Take It Off, Kiss Truly Unmasked, as well as The Eric Carr Story, amongst many others. You're listening to the Shattered Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Rock and roll! Army, Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 66, Kiss Non-Makeup Madness Wrap-Up with Chris Jericho. Tommy, how you doing today? I'm very excited to be here as usual. Fun episode with a uh, with a great guest, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we have a, a lot of stuff going in, and we're going to try to fit it all in. Uh, you surviving? I'm surviving, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, every day is the same. It's like you know, it's like freaking Groundhog Day. Well, it's Groundhog Day again, and we're recording right now Thursday night. Uh, what is it? April 9th. and uh, I'm I'm up in southern New Hampshire. And we got like a freaking wind warning. So uh, if the house gets blown down in the middle of recording, you, you'll you'll know when it cuts out on me. So. Eddie, I'm up on every it's a twister! It's a twister! Well, Tommy's got a beard growing, which yes. I have yet to ever see. Yeah. So that is quite interesting. I have never grown a beard in my entire life. I grow the occasional goatee, but once this started, the uh, self quarantine home stuff, I'm pulling a Rick Grimes. So I don't know how long this is gonna go. You hear you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Tom is growing a beard. Breaking <laughs> news. Um, yeah, I'm in I'm in southern New Hampshire as well, not too far from you. Yep. Uh quarantine here at my brother's house. I got my daughter here. We're a bunch of us here. And uh it obviously kind of affected our our recording a little bit, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But there's been a lot going on with KISS, so let's just get right into it, huh? Uh, want to start us off and tell us the first couple things and some uh, videos going out there from some of the members. Yeah, so I hope everybody's been paying attention. I'm sure if you're listening to us, you are because we're sharing it and retweeting it and commenting on uh, the the awesome videos that are out there with Paul Stanley and Bruce Kulik. Um, Paul has been up in his game a little bit. It sounds it seems like he's getting a little bit more comfortable with his videos. Um, he just did a recent one that was about. 13, 14 minutes long, playing some riffs from Making Love, Hotter Than Hell, Got to Choose, talking about all that stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, and as awesome as those are, I am just loving the Bruce Kulik. I love it. They call me Rubberneck. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Especially the one he did recently where he did Unholy and played the, the Unholy solo. Um, just awesome stuff. And it's just good to see, you know, that these artists are trying to keep their fans entertained with, you know, with the whole shutdown here. So let's not sell his wife short. Lisa Kulik has been singing yes. some songs good point. along with his, uh, with Bruce doing yep. some of those 80 kiss songs. He, I 
just saw them play Who Wants to Be Lonely. She's got a great voice. Good for them. Yeah. Very yep. entertaining. Um, and I'm loving it. But, you know, Bruce always holds the mantle of the good guy in Kiss. You know, that's not going anywhere. He's a great guy. And the fans all love him. And uh, and uh, it, it shows with these videos. He's so comfortable with the fans. And he's so, like, he just does this because he enjoys it. And he enjoys the pleasure it gives his fans. God bless him. Yeah. And the thing I like about the, like, it seems like Bruce is a little bit more comfortable being alone in front of the camera. And he just seems like, you know, genuine and happy. Like Paul, like I said earlier, he's, he seems like he's getting comfortable, but you know, Paul is, his element is in a group in front of a crowd. You know, I, I, I think, you know, being alone in a room with just him trying to talk to a camera, um, you know, it's entertaining. I enjoyed it. It's kiss. I wish some of the other bands that I like would do it. Um, you know, segueing maybe into another news story here. I wish Gene Simmons was doing it instead of the fucking dumb shit that he's doing now on TMZ. I mean, give me a break. I, I, you know, Gene Simmons, this is first of all, TMZ, whatever exclusive Gene Simmons. World War two was way worse. Wait, quarantine. Wait, well, what? wait, who? Oh, this is Gene Simmons. <laughs> From Kiss. <laughs> World War II was way worse. Quarantine's easy. Stop bitching. Okay. Look, I don't know where to go with this, but look, I love Gene. Probably my, my, favorite, my favorite member of Kiss, but put Gene, shut the fuck up, dude. Sh- First of all, no one is comparing quarantining a virus to world war two and it's a lot easier to be quarantined in your billion square foot mansion than it is for a lot of us in our little houses where we're getting cabin fever so just shut up (laughs) and if you go to kissonline.com you can buy the video of me complaining about people bitching and if you pay extra you can get the platinum quarantine edition Remember, this is Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss. And if if you order in the next ten minutes, Peter Chris will come out and deliver it to you without a mask. <laughs> Unmasked. <laughs> and, he, and if you pass the coronavirus to him, it's on him. It's in his contract. Sorry, Peter. Now, wait a minute. You just say somebody's passing a corona? All right. That's fucking awesome. You know that meme of Keith Richards? That's Ace. Oh, walking yeah. out of his apartment. Hey, where the fuck everybody go? Yeah, where is Ace during this, by the way? Does he even know what's going on? He probably has the virus and just fucking doesn't even know. He's patient zero. <laughs> I picked this up in Hong Kong. <laughs> oh, anyway, so, so any, anything to say on Gene's rant? Nah, I just find funny because I like that he gives that guy Harvey shit back and forth. You can tell they're old friends. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I like that part about Gene. Gene. Um, anyways, um, so we also want to get back to talk. We usually talk about our previous episodes. Wait, so last. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off. We got another news story here. 
Oh, yeah. Before we talk about the, yeah, go ahead. And, Breaking and news as of today, right? Yeah, and, and let's thank our buddy from Potter Than Hell, BB, uh, for tagging us in this unbelievable Facebook story from, from uh, Blabbermouth about the one and only Vinny Vincent. Mm. Holy shit. Somebody needs to throw a fucking net over this lunatic and get him off the streets. Because... Listen to this. If you haven't, by the time you listen to this episode, it's been all over the social social media. Vinny Vincent is offering a special autograph autographed merchandise pack via his official online store, priced at a whopping nine thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's is, it. This is what it comes with: a Vinny Vincent Invasion CD, a Vinny Vincent Invasion All Systems Go CD. Vinnie Vincent Invasion double CD set. I don't even know what that is. A Vinnie Vincent Invasion DVD Rock and Roll Heaven Live. Guitar Mageddon Guitars Catalog. Two Vinnie Vincent Invasion patches. <laughs> a t shirts, a poster. Like, that's it. A poster? Yeah. I picked that one up. <laughs> I picked that up last week. <laughs> Like, who $10,000 for a pile of shit from Vinnie Vincent? What the fuck? Even Gene Simmons doesn't charge that much for his vault. Ah, uh, oh, Jesus. What are you going to say? I don't know. There'll be, there'll be somebody that buys it. And when they do buy it, there's 10 grand he just made. And he's laughing at all, everybody else at the bank. Hey, I made 10 grand. So, you, see, if, if, I want to say no one's going to do it, but you're right. Somebody is going to pay $9,500 for this just no, so they I bet can... you two or three people will do it, and oh. it'll make like thirty grand. Oh, my God. Almost like the average American makes <laughs> just by selling a couple things. It's, it's just unbelievable. And, but it's we live in a capitalist society. You want to buy it? Go ahead and buy it. We'll laugh, but you have the right to buy it. Yeah, Vinny's just fucked. I mean, it's just bizarre. I mean, to to... to First of all, that package, I mean, there's, I mean, that package might be worth maybe a couple hundred bucks tops. Maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred. Okay. Maybe that. Right. I mean, like what is days of the dead show poster? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got that one from me. I I got a couple copies of it. I gave it to him for free. Add to his a package. Okay. We got a deal. Okay. $2,000. $2,000. Yeah. Or what? For a small box of potatoes. Of potatoes? Yes. I don't need potatoes. I need just tomatoes. I'll give you tomatoes, and then you give me 2000 for the box of potatoes. Good. Okay? Okay. You're a good businessman. Why not? Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I like doing business with you. I make money. But other... Th- uh, all right, so that's it. So we got some crazy shit from Gene, some crazy shit from Vinny. Um, and speaking of BB... Oh, yeah. That poor bastard... He had to suffer through last week's episode with us oh, on the Kiss Clues episode. Go and we ahead. got a lot of feedback from people on this. And we love our buddy Sonny. Boy, do we love him. But holy, holy shit. <laughs> Those questions. We got so much feedback about what the fuck were those questions. As a matter of fact, let me read a couple things from last week's episode that, um, that we got. Right. Um, this was the one that we did for Kiss 
clues, correct? Yep. Yep. Uh, absolute hilarity. I'm floor dying laughing. Sonny is fucking nuts. I'm nutty. I'm a crazy kind of guy. Yeah, I can hear that. But the clues are unique and creative. I scored six points total. That's from our <laughs> buddy Doug Middleton. Yep. And Thank then you, we Doug. got a couple. I believe it was on Facebook. We got a couple. Yes. Our buddy Kevin Jepson. Oh, we love Kevin. Great show. Pepperoni. 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 But Jesus Christ, Sonny Pooney. What the fuck was with the questions? <laughs> wow. The only one that was easy was the Bill of Coin one. Fun show, guys. Nice. And then my favorite came from one of our favorite uh, podcasters, and that's um, KST, History Science Theater. We love those guys. Always, oh, you guys should be giving them a listen. Oh, absolutely. Worst kiss trivia game ever. But seeing a train go over a cliff is always entertaining. <laughs> Love all you guys. But holy hell. <laughs> seeing a train go off a cliff. <laughs> so what the, the best way to describe that episode was you had six people that are not just a casual fans of KISS. Two of them have a podcast specific to KISS. Yep. One is a friend of ours who's a fan of KISS. I would put Steve, who's been on two KISS cruises at least, as a big fanatic KISS fan. He's got his own podcast. BB is also in his son Dylan on that podcast. That makes six of us. He gave ten clues to Paul Stanley. <laughs> and none of us got him. <laughs> that, was am- that was amazing. When that happened, I was like, holy fuck. Fuck. Ten questions and when none of us could get it. The, it's Paul Stanley. I was gonna say, is, is that literally somebody else? Because I don't know that Paul Stanley. What nope. the fuck? It was awesome. Oh, God bless Sonny. But you know, somebody said it what do they say? <laughs> K kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it all that. <laughs> but oh. it was shitload of fun stuff with our friends and, and you know and that's what makes it fun you know doing it with our friends oh god yeah it was great oh my god and yeah, li- listening yeah. listening back to it was just oh my god it was hilarious and and like so, and like and like we said on our on our social media posting if anybody was listening and if you were drinking every time you heard the word next and i was drinking I- <laughs> there's probably no way you made it to the end of the episode <laughs> oh brutal And then the other thing I wanted to share today was um, uh, I saw the meme on social media going around quarantine house. So we did one for us kiss a kiss quarantine house. Yep. Um, We posted it today. Usually we wouldn't do something that got posted today, but um, holy reaction. We got a shitload of reaction and based upon basically the 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 gist of it is it's a meme of the house, six houses, and you have to guess, you know, say which house you want to live in. I tried mixing it up, a female in each house, one of our KISS uh, podcast brethren, like me, Tom, I put uh, Sonny, uh, Murph, but Chris, uh, Jericho, and Casada on, on different rooms. Um, I put a KISS member's. And, you know, the, the most popular ones got 
uh, a little bit, uh, a couple other non-members with them to just even it out. Um, You know, the lesser popular ones got a couple members. So Bruce got Eric Singer. Um, Eric Carr got Mark St. Peter got Vinny. Paul didn't get them. So House 1, I put you in, Tom. I put it by our favorites, right? You're the Gene guy in in our crew. So I put Gene, Sean Delaney, Bob Ezrin, and Rachel Gordon. When I texted this to Jericho, all he texted back was Rachel Gordon. (laughs) I wanted to see what the reaction would be with Gene and Rachel in that house. Then we put Paul and Bob Kulik together. Oh, God. I'm a Grammy award-winning producer. Uh, Doc McGee, Lydia, Chris, and Murph. That's Paul Stanley's Murph's guy. Then we put, holy fuck, H. Fraley with Tommy Thayer. Desmond Charles. Fake Freely with the real Freely. <laughs> with Samantha Fox. God damn you for not putting me with her. I, I knew. Dare you. I know. I was thinking about that. You did that and, on purpose. And Sonny. Um, Sonny's an ace guy. Then I put Peter Chris with Vinny. Ugh. And I, I can't wait to read the reactions. Neil Bogart with Sophie Simmons and myself. Ugh. Eric Carr with Bruce Kulik, Eddie Kramer. Carrie Stevens and Joey Casada. No, Eric Carr's with Mark St. John. Yeah, Mark St. John. Yeah, what did I say? You uh, said Bruce uh, Kulik. Okay, my bad. Eric Carr, Mark St. John, Eddie Kramer, Carrie Stevens, Joey Casada. And house number six, and by far the most popular and the one picked the most Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Bill Coin, Shannon Tweet, and Chris Jericho. Yeah. I'm not joking. That by far. Got the most picks. I want to read some of the comments we got today, Tom. Go, go ahead. They are fucking hilarious. Um, one of our good um, followers, Sean Hammond, wrote, number one, that's yours, Tom, yep. just to talk to Sean and Ezrin. Deuce wrote, put me in house three and, and make sure Sonny cranks up when it's love. While me and Samantha spend some quality time together. Oh, yes. Staying out of house four. Vinny is a downer, and I'll pass on the Zeus Peter Chris love fest. <laughs> nice. Kara, uh, the Kiss Cruise Cabana wrote, a consultant wrote, I'll go with four. Sophie and I can hang. Plus, Zeus can cook and can make me laugh a lot. Catman can teach us signature makeup. And Neil Bogart knew Donna Summer and the Village People. So that'd be one hell of a dance party. All right. That's um, a good one. Yeah. This one, House Six, all the way. Jericho Kulik, Singer, Tweed. You'd never get bored with awesome stories. And John Schaefer wrote, Zeus needs to be in a house with Neil Bogart's corpse, Cheater Chris, Fake Freely, <laughs> Stuart, and Holly Knight. Oh, God. Yeah, how, how, I can't. I can't. Is that? I can't believe we didn't have a house with Stewart in there. Oh, yeah, God. I know. Uh, house three would have the best soundtrack, but House six is probably the only one that wouldn't end in violence. That's <laughs> probably true, but yeah, I agree. Right? That's, like, that, that's kind of like the um, nice guy house. Synthfont House number one would be the place to be. We could write some cool songs together. Okay, right? <laughs> didn't Gene do somewhere you could write a song with him? Oh God! Probably. <laughs> plus, plus, you can say, "Plus, welcome to House One. This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. This is my house." 
<laughs> he would say that to you. Please pass the cereal. This is Gene Simmons. From uh, uh, Christian uh, Swain from Pantheon Podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yep. Wow, that's a lot of kiss. But if I had to choose, I'd have to go with number two because Paul Stanley is just the coolest. Star child. All- and yep. our good friend, David Zanit. Go, go with Samantha and Sonny. Hollywood. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone wrote, Sonny Buck is his porn name. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than Buck Naked with Costanza. <laughs> Steve Wright wrote that he would be in uh, from Potter Than Hell, said he would stay in six. Um, you know, I get a lot of staying in five, but put Carrie with Eric. How's a guy supposed to have a chance? Avoiding house one. I think Gene would drive everybody nuts after a while. Isn't that's pretty that's pretty observant. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's the house I'm in. That would be a rough one. Yeah. Anything but four. The drama queens, Peter, Chris, and Vinny would force me to throw myself out the window. Brian Bat had said. Um, staying in house six, the conversations and stories I could hear. Plus, Shannon is still hot. Avoid house four because of the drama in cocaine. Oh, seriously, that house would burn down. <laughs> yeah. House Ron Cool. I don't know if that's Johnny Coolballs his nickname, but house one only because Tom is in it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He knows. And you know what I thought? Yeah, wrote, you know what I thought of too? Yeah. So so you got Gene and Rachel in the same house. D- didn't Rachel <laughs> accuse Gene of like groping her? Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. I know. I'm, I'm, that wasn't nice of me. Yeah. Uh, Andre wrote, hmm, Sophie, house four. Yeah. Um, house six, least amount of ego and no crazies. House five is the second house. Four and two would be disasters. <laughs> oh, yeah. House one, too many alphas. Yeah, that is very house true. It would be my demise. Um, avoiding house four, Ryan McCowie. House six, Eric, Bruce, and Chris can make a band. A coin can run it, and Shannon can promote it. Um, It's true. Good one. (laughs) This is my favorite. I don't know why. It's not even that creative, but Clint Canterbury. Stay at six, avoid four. Good guitarist and songwriter, but I don't want to be quarantined with Vinnie Vincent. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can get a sneak sneak peek at that $10,000 gift pack. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Danny Kitchen wrote, I'm going to house six because I can talk with Jericho about rock and wrestling. Um, just the last couple ones here, Tom. Gary Stein says three just to see Ace kick Tommy's ass. Oh, boy. Yeah. House four has debauchery written all over it. Oh, God. That, that, that would be a mess. House four by Doug Scott because of the fourth name down. And that's Sophie Simmons. Yeah. Um, Ace would be fun to hang out. Not sure Tommy would want Ace in the same house, though. Uh, Nathan Pickering got a little bit of the bubbly and lived with Le Champion in number six. Yep. And avoid house four with Vinny in there. Would love to be house three and mess with Thayer all the time. Oh, that's nice. See? That's yep. what happened. I'll take house four and lock myself in a room with Sophie. Someone oh. in the row underneath. Best answer so far, and here's one. I think this is the last one. House three, and it isn't close. All of you need is Ace and Sonny the Chimp 
And Samantha Fox for more fun. Sonny the Chimp. (laughs) Isn't that Sonny Crockett? Didn't he call the monkey that unexposed? Remember? Oh, Paul Stanley had the monkey. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. Oh my God! I think that might. Oh Jesus. And then Juan Carlos Estevez said, "Put me where Samantha Fox is because naughty girls need love too." Oh, perfect! That's perfect. Yep, agreed. And then Peter Smith, hearing Peter and Vinny bitch about Paul and Jean for days would (laughs) would would get tiresome. Yeah, that'd be a mess. Oh man! And then finally, I have to end with this, Tom. Go ahead. In typical drive, Zeus insane shout it out loud fashion house seven eric carr steve harris ace oh. Frehley, kk downing rob halford and shannon tweed typical fucking make your own rules and don't stay on point i love it yep 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 that's it oh so my God. anyways i thought you'd get a kick out of listening to some of those. you guys in the kiss army are awesome some of the creative stuff you say crack me up keep yeah. them coming i love it we might have another one coming your way that'll get some uh, feedback too, but we love it and uh, and we thank you for getting involved. But you know, when it comes to getting involved, sometimes you like to get involved with a little bit of a you know a little bit of that uh, lady friend action. Hey, that's right, and uh, we all know that we're at home, so uh, you know if you're looking to kind of keep yourself a little bit busy here, um, you've been listening to us and our, uh, our partners at adamandeve.com free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off. Then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter promo code loudcast at checkout. Get 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her. And a third item you'll both enjoy and six free spicy movies plus free shipping. That's promo code loudcast at checkout at adamandeve.com. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, apparently you guys have been uh, using the uh, code because uh, we got notified by uh, our pantheon that uh, we've got a few uh, people using the loudcast promo code. And That's good right, for you guys. Absolutely, Go have some fun. Thank you for um, that. Yes. So, segue. Uh, we were lucky to get a good friend of the show, Chris Jericho, back on. Tom. Yep. Um, he, as as most of you guys know, is a big fan of the non makeup era. So when we talked to him a little bit about doing this, he said he wanted to come on. When we did a wrap-up show about this. And um, he uh, graciously came on during his busy schedule. Because he's still busy. If you, you see him everywhere on social media. Whether it's running his podcast with unbelievable guest talk is Jericho. Whether it's AEW. His promos right now are off the charts. Uh, that stuff he's doing with the... With, with the, what do you call it there? The drone. Vanguard one, the drone. Yeah, the drone. Fucking hilarious. You come back, Vanguard! You're not leaving again! You come back here! You get back here! Release the hounds! Get him! Get him! Get him! You're gonna regret this! You're gonna regret this, Vanguard! I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna 
Joe! That little bastard stole my T-shirt. Yep. He just, he's in another zone. People just wish they had that charm and the charisma that he has. And he's still unbelievable in the ring. So he's got that going. He's still got his Fozzie. Fozzie's going back in the studio um, to do an album right now, which is good for him because he's taking advantage of this downtime, um, you know, with touring being postponed and everything else. Um, so he is a very busy man, but he graciously, uh, graciously accepted to come back on. And we discussed the actual uh, Kiss non Madness tournament. Um, and you want to talk about a little bit what we uh discussed, Tom? Yeah, so we kind of just covered, we kind of just kind of wanted his thoughts on the breakdown of the bracket. Um, you know, the eventual champion was Tears of Fall and beating Lick It Up. Um, you know, we kind of just talked about the makeup of the bracket. Um, you know, it, like Zeus said, he loves this era of Kiss, so it was fun to get his feedback on his thought. So on, uh, you know, songs that advanced songs that didn't advance, uh, you know, and just kind of, you know, how certain, you know, kiss fans, you know, deep cuts are going to struggle. Um, and then when you have deep cut versus deep cut, you know, those matchups present challenges. Um, so, you know, we, it was, it was perfect timing because the tournament just ended, um, you know, last week, and this is our first episode since the ending of it. So to have him be able to give, you know, us his time at this time um, to kind of break it down was just perfect timing. We're just very lucky to have him. Yeah. And so as we talked about earlier, um, we're making do quarantine has affected all of us. Um, So I'm currently at my brother's house in New Hampshire. I'm not in my own personal house. And due to that, I had to bring my equipment here. So it's, uh, we had some technical difficulties. So that's, I want to preface this episode by telling you that. So we, we're going to play the interview, but we're going to play it in two parts. Um, the audio, we had an issue with the microphones. We had an issue with the fact that the recording stopped just because of the internet connection. So as you'll notice, we'll talk, we'll get into uh, the conversation, and, and then it cuts out. And when it cuts out, we'll, we're going to jump back on, and we'll describe to you what, what kind of got missed, and then we'll get into... Um, you know, what, uh, what you're going to look forward to in the second part. So for now, let's, uh, send it on over. And, uh, here's the part, uh, part one of the interview with Chris Jericho. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kasami? It's Tom and Zeus. With episode 66, uh, we're calling this one Kiss Non-Makeup Madness Wrap-Up. And we got our special guest, Chris Jericho, which is popping a salsa with us. Chris, how you doing today? Good, Matt. I'm excited to uh, talk about this. It was it seemed like you got a lot of uh, traction from it. Um, a lot of people were excited about it, so uh seemed like it was a big hit. Yeah, it was a big hit. And uh, by the way, thanks to my co-host for introducing me again. He always forgets about me whenever we have somebody important <laughs> like you on, Chris. So uh, thanks again for joining us. And um, yeah, we're uh, we're excited to uh, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. Recapping the end of the tournament with yourself, who is a uh, huge fan of this era of Kiss. So, so were you um, guys surprised when Bruce Kulik uh, sent in his results? <sighs> Surprise! How cool was that huh? So that was I. Bruce Kulick is I put him right up there with probably Gene Simmons is my favorite member of Kiss. I, I right. love every I love everything about Bruce, and to see him, you know, interact with us, fill it out, post it, you know, I mean that that was just awesome. He's just got he's his the wife best to do it. I think yep. he got. Uh, I'm not sure if he gave it to anybody else, but, but yeah, I thought it would be a nice little surprise for you guys. I was gonna I was gonna ask Paul if he wanted to do it, but I, I'm not sure how Paul is with stuff like this. Sometimes. He's the type of guy that would be like, you know, I don't need to create my own work or whatever it was. But I knew Bruce would have some fun with it. So uh, at least we got him involved. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, Paul would be like, I love all my songs. I can't fill out a bracket with these. What do you want me to do? Hey, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and choose one song over the other. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I would have loved to have seen if we had gotten Gene. Well, we got Bruce. So that's right, there, there you go. Absolutely. Let's not, let's not get greedy here. Well, 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 see, next year, next year we'll aim for Paul and Gene if we can figure out a topic for the next year's tournament. Because I don't know Paul don't, songs versus Gene songs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One's left for they'll left side. Vote, they'll yeah. just vote for their own all the way across. Yep. Yeah. Next year we're thinking about how about really making it a deep cut. So take off like uh, everything ranked five and oh and under. Get rid of those and have everything like six and above on both sides from non-makeup and makeup. So, therefore, you're dealing with 
Hold on, I'm still getting to know you guys. Tom is is here. I'm the bald guy with the beard. Zeus, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, (laughs) you got one little corner of your of your Stanley Cup. Like, do you understand the concept of tilting the camera? (laughs) You don't want to, Chris. You don't want to see his face. This is perfect. I'll just show the fucking ceiling fan of mine. Then I'm actually (laughs) trying to play along with you guys, and one of the hosts of the show can't figure out how to get his face in there. Dude, do you Don't really want to see my face, Chris? Uh, I mean, Nobody I wants to see his face. Well, 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 it's well, a, if you say so. Besides, you're only seeing the good side, the brutal side. Do it any way you want. I just was making sure that you understood the concept of what a video call is. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now it's time I to had a up. stack of work I was going to do while I was doing this piece of shit. But now I can't do the work because you guys want to do video. So if I'm on video, then I was just hoping you would be too. What work, what work were you going to do? Dude, I've been working all day, man. I've done like probably since this whole week. Here's my whole schedule for this week is right there. If you see, I had something on Saturday. I had two things on Sunday, three things on Monday, two things on Tuesday. I had three things today, including this. Okay. So um, lots of stuff going on, man. Well, if we can, that's a good segue. So if we can pause for a quick second before we get back into the tournament, can we? I just want to talk about a couple things, Chris, that that you're doing. Um, that our hopefully our fans are aware of, and that you know maybe you can kind of you know talk about some of those things. So first, the thing obviously with the quarantine and everybody's kind of trying to keep themselves entertained at home. And before we started recording, you started talking about uh, we started talking about your Saturday night specials right, on, right, on right. Facebook Live. Yeah, well, I mean it's pretty um, pretty self-explanatory, and just that I, I, I just know that everybody's at home looking for something to do. Yeah, uh, including me, because um, I'm used to doing quite a few things and traveling a lot and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I thought I'll do a live Facebook uh, show and um, just see. Everyone always wants to ask me questions and 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 you know do a Q and A and all that sort of stuff. So I thought, well, if I do a live Q and A and then tell some stories, have a couple of drinks, sing some songs if we feel like it, et cetera, et cetera. Excuse me. So that's what we did and. The first one was uh, very successful, and the second one was very successful. So it's kind of a weekly thing that, that I'll continue to do, just uh, as long as people like watch them, and it seems like they're enjoying them so far. So, yeah, I was saying, Chris, um, on the first night, Paul had his little video thing too, right? And I'm like, damn, <laughs> yes. What's that? Say, say it again. Say, say that again. You kicked his ass as far as the numbers go. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know it's not a matter of, of kicking anybody's ass. I didn't know that Paul was doing that. And Paul's are more of just <clears throat> kind of slow, uh, or shorter, you know, riff based things, which was great. So, listen, at this point in time, anything that anybody can do to to stay entertained and, and help, like my job is, I'm not a first responder. I'm not a cop or a fireman or a, or a doctor. I'm not smart enough or brave enough to do any of those things. But I am an entertainer, so. If I can continue to do that in my special way, you know, I think the first week we had over 250,000 uh, views. And I think on the second one, we have about 150,000. So that tells you that people are excited to watch it. And um, as long as I'm giving people a little bit of an outlet to uh, to do these things that are uh, to, to stay a little bit saner, shall we say, then, um, then I'm, I'm excited to continue to do it for sure. Yeah. And I think it's cool. Like, like we just talked about what Paul's been doing and those have been great. Um, I've thoroughly been enjoying, we talked about Bruce, um, you know, I'm sure you've seen Bruce's yeah. videos. 
He's starting to do some with his with his wife. They're doing some sing-alongs. Uh, she's jumping in. Um, his wife Lisa. Yeah. But the, the some of the riff things that Bruce is doing, it's just awesome. Um, and it's just nice to see all these people that normally are entertaining crowds in public places, like yourself or like Kiss or any other yeah. band, are you know still interacting with their fans. And thank God that this. Not well, thank one, God. One, one, one thing that this the, the pandemic has done is it puts everybody on the same wavelength. You know what I mean? So we're all on the same page and we all are in the same situation. So if some of us, like I said, if some of our strengths are being entertainers, then that's kind of what we can do to keep the world moving and keep people from going crazy and all that other stuff. So um, it, it's been fun. I've, I've, been, I've been enjoying it and uh, it gives me a lot of time to, to, to do interviews like, like this, you know, if it was a normal time frame, I might not be available. But, right, but you know, here we are and, and ready to go. So it's exciting, man. Yeah, and uh, and your most recent. Uh, Sorry, what's that? Uh oh, are you playing? What are you playing? Fozzy clips in the middle of the show now? No, it's a Mr. <laughs> Sparky uh, ad or something like that. <laughs> In <laughs> uh, your most recent Facebook Live, Zeus and I got a kick out of it because uh, you had a uh, unofficial official sponsor of uh, Joey Casada's new book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was uh, he was going, hey man, can you plug my book? Plug my book. He's joking about it, but I thought, well, if I just make it a, a, you know unofficial sponsor, and the best part was um, uh, they actually put that in, in the thumbnail of of the uh, description for the show official sponsor, you know, start with a dream. So what what happened here is we lost the audio. So, you know, we're going to cut back into part two in a second, but we started discussing a lot of the stuff that we already discussed in the episode preview, the tournament. So I don't think we missed that much. No. And what will happen is we'll pick up right about the time we were just discussing some of the songs and I think we were in the section we were talking about unholy and how we came up with them and Chris's thoughts about certain songs in certain brackets. Uh, I think I find, you know, Chris's opinion interesting. Yeah. He's, you know, crazy and fanatic like the rest of us about kiss and he's very knowledgeable. He knows his shit. So um, anything else you want to talk about leading into part two? No, no. Part two, we, like Zeus said, we, we just start talking. I think it picks up right off on, uh, you know, the, the final four breakdown, um, you know, and then it just it just finishes off the bracket discussion. And then uh, um, now nah, it's just it's just great getting his opinion and his theories on it. And, uh, you know, talking to him about Kiss is always great. So we hope you enjoy this. Uh, the rest of this. Yeah. And lucky for uh, good buddy, uh, Joey Quesada, uh, it, get, it cuts out more of Chris. <laughs> Joking about Joey's book being 2,000 pages long. <laughs> Chapter 21. Rock the Nation. No, I think, I, think, I, think, I think if Chris was correct, he said it's a great book, even though it's 17,000 pages long. <laughs> but we, we love you, Joey, and we love your book. Yes, we do. Uh, I just I wish we caught some of that. But uh, get ready. Here comes part two of the episode unholy from that lineup yeah you got tears you got heavens you got lick it up so every, so every every band member was represented now back to what you said that one 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 bracket i don't understand the love for under the gun i don't know me personally i'm not a fan of fast kiss i always call it fast kiss you know like mm-hmm. those songs like under the gun or um no 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 i'm not a fan of those but that poll 
that had to go into overtime because after 48 hours, it was tied against Thou Shalt Not, which, by the way, is probably my second fav- favorite Gene song from that era besides Unholy. I think it's I'll, a tremendously underrated Gene song. I'll tell you why um, Under the Gun went that far, because it was on the Animalized Uncensored uh, t- uh, concert video, which everybody who's voting on this probably watched it. Yep. I know I've seen it probably 5,000 times. Plus, little known fact, it's also a Desmond Child song, so it's got that hook. Uh, there's a hook to it that, and, and Thou Shalt Not's a great tune as well. But as soon as I see Under the Gun, you're right. It is a fast kiss song. Usually they don't work, but I just equate it with that animalized, uncensored. Uh, and Paul just starts playing that riff after his amazing Eddie Van Halen esque guitar oh, solo. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. But, but uh, it's got great, you know, great, great, uh, great lyrics to it as well. So um, I think that's why, because it's more ingrained in your head from when we were kids watching that video. It's a good point. Like you said, the people that are voting on these brackets, you know, I mean, the early brackets, the the amount of because I kept track, the amount of votes that we got on the early brackets, which is primarily deep cuts. Yeah. The, the, The further the tournament went, the more votes we got because people were like, oh, I know both of those songs. I'm going to vote as opposed to. I don't know either of these fucking songs. I'm just going to keep scrolling through Twitter because I don't know either of these songs. Well, it's funny because I think um, both Bruce and Carrie Stevens asked me the same thing. How do you do this? Yeah. Like they'd never seen the concept of a, you know, the, of, a, of a tournament or bracket. Yeah. So I explained it to him and Carrie's like, well, I don't know any of the songs other than the ones Eric played. And I'm like, well, most of the ones Eric played on and the ones that he didn't just make it up. So <laughs> right, I, I know right. that Bruce's Bruce's final was Crazy Nights, right? I believe so. Zeus may have had, that. I think he had Crazy Nights versus maybe even versus Every Time I Look at You, maybe or something like that. I recall from what he sent in versus Crazy Nights. Crazy Nights winning. Crazy Nights versus what? Unholy. Unholy. What okay. about Carrie's? Did what did she end up choosing? I think she had Little Caesar all the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact too, though, that Bruce picked Crazy Nights, even though I Walk Alone, the only song he played on, uh, was in the first bracket. I was surprised by that too. I thought he would have thrown himself a little bone and at least had I Walk Alone win at least one matchup. But once yeah. again, if that was against any other song, the fact that Crazy Nights won tells it. I, I think probably to him uh, that's yeah. the biggest, you know, the, the biggest song for. For him, his career, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so one thing one thing I was surprised, too, was in Zeus love. I don't know how you feel about this, Chris, but Zeus loves Let's Put the X in Sex. Love I'm it. Sure, uh, I, see? Love it. <laughs> see, me, I, I, it, it's okay. I love Young and Wasted is one of my favorite songs from that era, especially the live version when Eric Carr is singing it. Yeah. So so when Young and Wasted advanced and had to play Let's Put the X in Sex, that was another that was another poll that had to go into overtime. After 48 hours it was tied. So it's funny how some of these weird polls, some of the matchups sure. would be would be landslides go into overtime. But once again, you mentioned the Eric Carr singing live. That was on what? Animalized li- live. Yeah. That's right. It's another yeah, right. one of those ones that we grew up with when he's just singing out this little Yep. You know, tiger Spanish thing. <laughs> yeah. and it's great. And that's yep. another thing. Like when you think of Young and Wasted, I agree. It did. It had, had exactly the same way you guys did. Young and Wasted beating Bitch and then X and Sex beating Read My Body. But X and Sex to me is one of the best Kiss 80s songs. Although 
I'm not sure if Paul agrees with that, but I sure love it. I think it's, I think it's gotten better with age because it's so fucking preposterous <laughs> when you first saw that. Let's put the X in sex. <laughs> uh, uh, but here's a little thing. I had a here's a here's a little number. Um, <laughs> I had Desmond Child on Talk Is Jericho. I don't know if you guys I heard it or not. Yep, one of the best guests. I love him. Great, and of course, obviously, him and Paul wrote so many great songs. That he said the only song that they wrote that was bad was, do you know which one it was? Rockin' Hard. Rock, right, you make me rock hard. Yeah. And I said that to Paul. Desmond said there's only one Kiss song you guys wrote together that didn't like. He said, uh, you make me rock hard, right? I'm like, yep, that's the one. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that. So I always say there's a fine line where these cheesy, you know, uh, sex-type lyrics and stuff can go. He can either hit the mark and go, Let's let's put the X in six, or you can miss it and hit bang bang you or yeah. uh, read my body, and it yeah. just becomes ridiculous. But let's put the X in sex makes it. I think it hits the mark. Well, just agree. like take it off, take it off, the same thing. It's funny though because I believe that either Andy or Chris L from Pot of Thunder read my body went very far into it. Maybe it was Nick. They, they made it to the top. To the top four, I believe, with one of those guys. Yeah, oh, Nick, I, Nick won ahead. it out of those three, by the way. What's that? He, Nick had the best uh, score in the end. He was last, and he came out and beat both of them in the end. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, well, well, the people out there that listen to, you know, Pot of Thunder, and if you listen to us, you're, you've obviously listened to Pot of Thunder, but mm-hmm. when they would do their – when they were going through the Kiss catalog and they would do their Stone Cold Kiss classic songs and they would vote – to this day, I don't know how. I think they did it out of pity for Andy, but "Read My Body" became a Stone Cold Kiss classic. <laughs> and like, and shot me and shouted out loud. Didn't. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make it. Yep. So every time I think it's, it's. I don't even know Andy other than Pot of Thunder and the the limited interactions we've had on social media. But every time I hear "Read My Body," I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so let me recap. Let me uh, recap a couple of these things because I think we had a little bit of an issue in the front recording some of this stuff. So when me and Tommy did this, so we just took the songs and we had a go. We had all the albums. I think there was like 70 or 80 songs. We're going to let's take out some of these songs. We can't put all in here. It's only 64. A nod to you. I made him. And he made me on certain songs. I'm like, we got to keep everything in Crazy Nights because Jericho loves the whole album. So, because <laughs> we didn't take out anything from that. We took out like five or six from Carnival Souls. Yeah. Took out uh, Hot in the Shade, three or four of those Gene songs. Yeah. Too uh, but we kept everything in Crazy <laughs> Nights because I'm like, oh, I want him to see how bad these songs get their ass kicked. Crazy Nights is such a polarizing record. And once again, I'm not sure we've talked about this before, but I'm not sure how old you guys are, but I'm sure we're all in the same, same age, yeah. age, age bracket. So I got into kiss. It started with animalize. Uh, for some reason, asylum, I was a big cover. Like I like, what does a cover look like? And yeah. I when asylum came out, I was like, this cover's stupid. So I didn't get it <laughs> until maybe a year or so. Cause remember, remember kiss put out a record every year. Yeah. And they took the year in between, uh, 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 Asylum and Crazy Nights because they were doing they Ron Nevison and you guys know the whole story. Yeah, yep. So I got into Asylum kind of a year later, but Crazy Nights. So so I stumbled onto Animalize. I kind of was a little bit reticent for for Asylum, but mm-hmm. when Crazy Nights came out, I was there first day in the record store, bought it. I remember it came with a flyer. 
uh, advertising Kiss's tour, the Crazy Nights tour. It came when you bought the album, you got the flyers saying they were coming on, you know, March 5th, 1988 or whatever it was, uh, with Anthrax as the opener. So Crazy Nights to me in a lot of ways is my first Kiss album. It's the first one that I had heard is coming out. What day is it coming out? Because you used to take the bus downtown, wait at the record store, go inside and cross your fingers that it was there. So I have a real affiliation with Crazy Nights, which is why I love it so much, because that one was, you know, it, it came out right as I was going into my final year of high school. All those things combined mm-hmm. to, yeah. to have these memories for this record. Now, is it their best? Of course it isn't their best. Is it one of my favorites? Yes, because of all those reasons I just described to you. Next. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say it because Zeus and I we always talk about crazy nights and for for uh, I know for for me and him, well for me I love the album like you do Chris. But right. one of the things that sticks out to me that Zeus and I agree on with crazy nights is the Gene songs. I, I think I think that album has some yeah. of Gene's best deep cuts. You know, Hello High Water, Good Girl Gone Bad, Thief in the Night. Like I think those songs are terrific. Yeah. I know a lot of people love Paul's soaring vocals you know on my way and i'll fight hell to hold you and all that stuff yeah off the charts yeah but yeah. But, but i think you're right and i had actually heard a rumor at some point that good girl gone bad had been uh tossed around as a possibility for a third single and they went with turn on the night instead but i never knew that till maybe 10 years later or so and that's when i really gave it another try and that's once again we talked about it beating whatever song it beat uh, exciter because I was thinking, you know what? Had that come out as a single in 1987? Because I was anti-Gene at this point. Because yep. Paul was Kiss. And every, you know, we, we know the story. There was not a Kiss single or video from I Love It Loud in 82 to Unholy in 92. Unbelievable. So it was all about Paul. So, But if there was going to be a Gene single from any of those records, that's one that I think I would have accepted. It wouldn't have done shit on the radio, but yeah. I would have accepted it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a couple of things I want to add in this now. So, you know, like I like we were talking about, I had, I think, six or seven submissions of Tears Are Falling. How do you so as the winners? Yeah. Oh, from from the 400 and something brackets that were submitted. So only about six or seven people filled out for Tears, although they voted for it online. Um, most of them were all, uh, again, were a million to one, unholy. And this whole thing about, you know, everybody complains that KISS won't change the set list. Yet, when you go online to vote, what well, the three well, songs that are in the set list are on there. Because they're the best songs, though, Zeus. I mean... You think so? You can, well, you can, let, me, let me finish. There, 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 there's a reason why they're hits. And, for example, for me, Heavens on Fire was the winner. And I knew it would be because, to me, Heavens on Fire is their best written song of the 80s. Uh, Is it their best overall song? Was it their biggest hit? No, but it's their best written song from that time frame. I'm talking chorus, verse, groove, vibe, solo, attitude, video. Uh, One of the first times, that, or actually the second time, that Paul and Desmond Child wrote together, but... I can't think of another song in Kiss's catalog, especially from this time frame, that even comes close to that as a well-written song to the point where I, I asked Paul years ago, why aren't you guys doing Heavens on Fire? And it's like, it's so high. I'm like, who fucking cares, man? You know, <laughs> yep. just do the, do, the, do the parts that you can nail and let Eric 
and Gene sing the chorus or use backing tracks or just let the crowd sing it. Yeah. It's, it's your fucking song. Now, obviously, Lick It Up's probably a bigger hit, and it's, 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 it'll never leave their live set, but it's not a better song than Heaven's on Fire. So when they brought it back to the set earlier this year, whenever the, the end of the road tour, I was like, thank goodness, this is the epitome of that era of, of Kiss. Because Lick It Up, they were still coming out of the makeup. Yep. They were still finding the way. And we know live Lick It Up is a million times better than studio Lick It Up. Absolutely. <laughs> so to me, Heaven's on Fire was, was the song from that time period. Yeah, yeah. No. I can't. I'm, I'm I'm on record as saying that I think the studio version of "Lick It Up." I can't stand it. I'm I'm I, I love that album, top to bottom. But yeah. uh, the, but but like you said, the live version of "Lick It Up." That's one of those rare Kiss songs where the live version is so different than the studio version. But Tom, uh, too, it's one, it's one of those things. It's like it's like Enter Sandman or yeah. some Sugar on Me or something. You say like I've heard this song so many times, but when it comes on. If you're at a party or it's somewhere, it's, if you're at a bar and it comes in the background, you're like, oh, this is a cool tune. Just look it up. Sure. You shook me all night long. You know, I would never, I feel like listening to you shook me all night long. I'm going to find it and play it. But <laughs> yeah. whenever it comes on, you love it. You know? It's a good point. No, you're right. You're right. Do you think it, looking at like the final four or even like the, like the elite eight or whatever you want to call it, I'm actually a little bit surprised that, um, I'm not surprised, but I thought Forever had more of a chance against Unholy only because of the video, the hit that it was. It was, and, and I know the video for Unholy, and I know Gene the Demon. That actually wasn't very close, if I recall correctly. I think Unholy handily ran away with that, and that was a little bit of a surprise because I thought Forever had a shot. I mean, once again, Forever's a huge his, hit for Kiss. I think it's... Yeah one of their highest charting songs, if not the, the highest charting song they ever had. It's a great tune, but all of us love kiss. The same reason why we love any rock and roll band. So who's your favorite bands? I love kiss. I love Ozzy. I love iron maiden. I love Metallica. I love the stones, yep. the Beatles, whatever. What's your favorite song? It's always going to be a rock song because yep. they're a rock band. Yep. You know, and I think Kiss uh, Forever, one of the best songs. But when you're going to a Kiss show or going to on a Kiss poll, a ballad shouldn't win. Same with Aerosmith. Like, I'm sure they have some, like, it, uh, all those fucking songs that they had in the 80s. I can't even think of them right now. Angel and uh, Terrible. Tell Me What It Takes. And, like, I bet you if you did an Aerosmith Final 16, all those ones would be in there. I don't want to miss a thing. Like, oh. but when you think of Aerosmith, I'm thinking fucking Ragdoll and, and Toys in the Attic and Love in an Elevator and you know what I mean? So yeah. I think, that's, I think that's why Forever did well. It did well in mine too, but there's no way it can beat Unholy and there's no way it would have beaten Lick It Up even if it had. No, no, you're, you're, probably, you're probably right. Um, Zeus, any other, any other polls, any other uh, observations? Yeah, so what I was thinking is, so the other part to this is, how we came up with this, it's not easy. So we just, me and him went back and forth. Give me your number ones. And I think we, we he had his number ones. I had my number ones. They were the same four number ones. That was easy. Um, afterwards, we played a little, all right, make this a two, make this a four. Make, and we moved it around. So we put the singles like we talked about, the singles, the videos, the uh, songs that played live, and we got those. And then one random. So you get... Somehow, and we didn't change it once. You got what jungle versus hate, mm -hmm. and then you get uh, what did you like? Uh, good girl, uh, king of hearts versus king of the mountain, mm -hmm. 
I felt, and Tommy felt the same way. If you start playing with them a little, ah, that's not really fair. Then you're kind of putting your hands in this. Mm-hmm. So we just said, let's leave it random and let, let, you know, it sucks that some songs are going to lose early. And then two shit songs, in our opinion, will move on. One of them will move on. But it is what it is. Once you start playing around with it, well, yeah, and- yeah, you, you, then, then you're then you're playing God with this, and, and, exactly, and and kind of pulling the strings. It's almost like you want to put them all in a computer and just like have them go. Here you go. But much like a real tournament would go, NCAA or, or NHL playoffs or whatever. There's some teams that aren't as good as the as the favorite teams that are going to end up winning, you know, and then, and that's just kind of the way it happens. But when you put, you know, like Cadillac dreams, the, the, the hardest bracket for me was Cadillac dreams versus every time I look at you. Cause if you had to ask me, what are your least five favorite songs from this time frame? Those two would be very, very close to the bottom. I just never, never liked either one of them. So for really, me, I almost, yeah, I almost, you don't like Gene singing. I want money, money. <laughs> I mean, when you talked about Hot in the Shade, it's a, it's a good album. It would have been a great album if they would have edited out five, count them, five songs. I, I, I disagree with you there. Here's why I said Because your five may not be the same as my five. Let me just change it. If you don't like that song, I'll change it. I'll skip it. But I'd rather it be there and me skip songs than not be there. Because our difference, like, I don't like Betrayed, and you're going to tell me you like it, Right. Well, I, I I can live with it. It's not a, it's not a highlight. I could. I'm like that's terrible. But, but maybe you like it. But boomerang. Oh no, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason for that song to be on the record. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Like, there's none. And, and I'm cutting it down because there's a lot of great Gene songs on that record. And I appreciate them giving Little Caesar to to Eric. Yeah, not a great song, but that's fine. I like it. Him. Okay, but 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 even just getting rid of boomerang and making it a two a seven. And seven, you yeah. know, it's. I yeah. just thought there's too many songs on that, and Cadillac Dreams fits in that for me. Um, and honestly, so does You Love Me to Hate You. I feel the same oh, on that song. Oh. you know. But but once again, I mean, everyone has got different views and different thoughts and different attitudes, you know. But I think uh, I think most of these songs, like Heaven's on Fire versus I Will Be There. I mean, if one person voted for I Will Be There, I might have to go personally give them a visit and have a chat with them and find well, out what's wrong in their life. Mrs. Kulik did that. <laughs> did she really? Wow. Well, well, then, it's uh, funny, that, Chris, it's it's funny that you say that because some of the matchups, we were close, but it didn't, we were close to having a shutout. There was almost a poll and I really? can't, I, there was one that was almost like a hundred per, it was a hundred percent to zero for a while. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I confess and tears are falling. Did anybody choose I confess? I probably, I probably did just to be a contrarian because I truly <laughs> exactly. do like that song and I knew the tears of falling was going to win, but I'll right. tell you what I did vote and I vote and I did this not to be a contrarian because I love the song. I actually voted for the street giveth over lick it up. Cause I, I love, I love that's, that song. Off, that's off, a great tune. That's yeah. a great tune. I, I'm not gonna, you know, another one like master and slave versus secret, secretly cruel. I mean, that's two super obscure songs. They're both good. But yep. I would say that one was probably pretty close because I'm, I bet you there's a lot of people who don't really know either one of those songs that were voting. It was Master and Slave ended up winning, um, surpri- I, which is surprising. Yeah, I, I chose I, it. I chose yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, think I, did, I think I did too, but I love Secretly Cruel. But like you said, that's a matchup where 
you're really digging deep into the catalog of songs where I mean, like, no, like, like those. I said, yeah, there's Kiss fans, and then the, the, there's our level of Kiss fans. Yeah, who yeah. are debating between you know uh, any way you slice it and uh, all night. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I got one better for you. What? We got into it with a couple that were in, just so upset with us because we didn't put some songs in the tournament. Oh, who was that? They were so mad that we didn't have like in my head. In here, like how the hell could you forget that? And we're like, like bitching about it. There's Somebody a couple said, other songs. Well, yeah, because I well, so I got into an argument with Zeus about, and he already brought this up about the fact that he, you have every song from Crazy Nights is in this tournament, which is yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right. I was for Chris. But there, but there were there were people that were like, oh, I can't believe you didn't have Murder and High Heels off of Animal Eyes, or I can't believe you, I can't believe you didn't have Rain off of Carnival of Souls. I'm like, oh. why? What song? one of those songs would have lasted around anyway. Exactly. That's yeah. what I said. So, yeah. oh, you lost ninety three percent to right. instead of ninety two. I, I mean, do appreciate the super obscure and highly pretentious decision to put Time Traveler in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really pushing it. Now, that's, now a sun, that's a nod to your buddy, Sonny Pooney. You just took the Kiss universe down to there, yep. down to there, <laughs> down to there. <laughs> that's for Sonny. I'm telling you, he loves that song. We actually did that song on Pot of Thunder. Um, it, uh, when we were, we were, we were, I've done the show with them about eight or nine times, and they were getting yeah. down to the end of the wire. Yeah. And, Time Traveler is one of the last Paul songs. I said, well, let's do that one. I don't even know it. It's, and you listen to it, and it's like, oh, my God. There's a reason why that was a demo. And never, what does Tom call it? Tom, what do you call it? Oh, it's Paul Stanley and the Temple of Doom. It's like an Indiana Jones <laughs> theme song. It's terrible. I was, I was calling it Miami Vice on the drums. Oh, yeah. Well, well it's, it's funny. Speaking of demos off the Crazy Nights era, it would have been in the bracket if it was ever released. But you you guys, you were just on Pot of Thunder when you did uh, Sword and Stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I personally think that song is a total disaster. I think it's horrible. The chorus uh, is good because, like I said, I would heard it a few times since uh, Paul Dean from Loverboy yeah, released it yeah. as a single that got quite a lot of airplay in Canada. Yep. Um, and you're like, oh, why wouldn't they've ever done this? And then you listen to it, like you said, you're like, there's no song on Crazy Nights that's then that's worse than this one. No Paul song. Like, right. you know, my way is better, and Walls Come Down is better. So I can see why it was kind of left in the where are they now file, you know. But you're right. Yeah. Time Time Traveler was a that was a that was a deep pull off the box set just to fuck with people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'd love, uh, what, what was the matchup on that? I don't even. I have the bracket in front of me, but who did it come up against? Ma- which the Time Traveler? Oh, it went up against Domino. Yeah, Domino, so it had, yeah. it had no shot. It had no yeah, shot. Had no, no. <laughs> Let me ask you this: How did uh, Heart of Chrome do against All Hell's Breaking Loose? Because I think I chose Heart of Chrome. I love that song. Heart of Chrome's awesome, but I, I think that was I, one of the, I hated the fact that that was going up in the first round. All Hell's beat the bag out of it. I'm but kidding. I love Heart of Chrome. That's another one where I think that. Can you just move this a little? See how it really do. Give it a fair chance, but yeah. you can't do it. No, I'm yeah, surprised. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised, Chris. What you said. I, I know it's not a great song, but I always think that every time I look at you is is kind of an underrated ballad that came out at a time when a lot of people were doing them. I mean, I know it's kind of it's syrupy, but it's Paul. I I, I don't know. I, I I've always enjoyed that as a ballad. The, the, the problem with that for me is that they they had a big hit with Forever. Yeah. So they went to the well again, and you knew yep. that they were doing that, and it just yep. didn't. It, it starts very lame. Like Forever starts great. It I does. gotta tell you what I'm and this but it's yeah. a little forced. It's a little forced. So to me, I, I didn't buy it. Like I love 
forever. I love, mm-hmm. I still love you. I think it's, I still love you. Yeah. It's one of the best fucking kiss songs ever. Absolutely. So I appreciate a good kiss ballad. This one just, just missed the mark for me. It's the one song, like we have this kind of a little bit of a, of a, a debate. I did it with the guys from Revenge Sevenfold. Like we do it with the Fozzy guys all the time about what's a perfect album. And a perfect okay. album has to be every track is an A minus or better. So when you're going through like fucking Master of Puppets, yep. you know, okay, well, Leper Messiah, is that an A song? Is that an yes. A minus song? For me, and it so, is. I agree. So okay. when you get to Revenge, every song for me is A minus or better, except for every time I look at you. And that stops it from being a perfect album. Wow. I have that. No, I have that argument all the time. That's that. That's the thing that ruins Love Gun for me. Love Gun is hands down my favorite Kiss album. It's not even close. So, but, yeah. you, but you throw in, and then she kissed me at the end, and I'm just like, ah. Yeah. You, know? you almost have to just get rid of that, you know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So no, um, at, we end up with uh, tears. Um, yours, Chris, was what? I have to gotta pull it out. My final two. Heaven. Was, right. Was unholy versus heavens on fire. Yeah. So the well, exact you, opposite of what you guys had. Yeah, you smoked our uh, what's his face there, Joey, head to head. Well, we always try, but once again, to me, when you when you look at Unholy and why why it's still one of my favorite Kiss songs and possibly my favorite Gene song ever, is because this is when Gene was down and out. Actually, he wasn't down and out. Let me rephrase that. Gene had other things in mind. Um, he was doing he, what he always does. He was trying to expand his brand acting, managing, banging, whatever the hell it was he was doing. <laughs> but to see Unholy, I'll never forget this. We had much music in Canada, not MTV. Yep. And it was called the Power Hour. Um, and the Power Hour, they would advertise, you know, next week, the new Kiss and the new Iron Maiden. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this the best week of my life? Like, both yeah. of my favorite bands do. And the yeah. first one was... Uh, uh, it started with the new Iron Maiden, which was "Be Quick or Be Dead" off the "No No uh, No Prayer for the Dying." No, it was off of uh, "Fear of the Dark." Fear of the Dark. Yep. And what a great tune! Like, holy shit! Just comes out of the gate super fast. You know, and much like Kiss, I'm not a big fan of Fast Maiden. They're not a fast band. Nope. But that was one that really worked. And then it's Kiss, and it starts out black and white with that little, you know, wow, wow. You guys know how it goes. Absolutely. But you didn't know who the singer was until Gene starts singing. So the first 20 or 30 seconds, it's like fucking heavy looking kiss. And Paul looks cool. And Gene looks cool. And then Gene starts singing. And my heart just went, Oh fuck. Really? <laughs> really? It's a Gene song. And then when it's done, you're like, Holy shit. Rewind, play it again. And then it's like, it's the return of Gene Simmons. He's back with this amazing tune. He looks great. They're almost like the closest Kiss ever became to being literal knights in Satan's service was yeah. during this video. There's weird little kids running around and like fucking, uh, you know, Village of the Dam type thing. And that's when I was like, this is the best Gene song because, you know, after 10 years of Paul getting every song, I'm sure it was a huge fight for oh, Gene yeah. and Paul. And when I had Paul on the talk about revenge 30 years later on Talk is Jericho, I said, did you agree that Unholy was the best song to, to release first. And he said, no. He said, wow. No, it wasn't. Really? He, he said, it should have been I Just Wanna. And if you oh. remember, that was number two or even three on the list. I think they did Domino after Unholy. So yep. how much of a fight it must have been, how much he must have had to put into that song uh, with the record company and everything else, 
I think Unholy is just, it's the perfect return of the demon. Uh, and it's a great tune and it's a great Bruce Kulick solo. And it's my favorite oh. lineup of Kiss ever is, is the Revenge lineup. Yeah. And wow. when that song, and when that song came out, they, I think they kind of had to put that out because you had the black album was already yeah. out, I believe. So you had to, you, you, you yeah. can't throw, you can't throw, I just want it in there and have the return of kiss. You need the it, demon, it, you need unholy. And they've had that side, their whole career from parasite was like that. And, and yep. watching you in a hundred thousand years that they had that dark side. It was part of their whole birth, you know, in the early seventies. And if you look at kiss, they've always been great to morph with the times, right? Absolutely. Uh, of course they do their thing. Then when Rod Stewart's hot, they do hard luck woman. Then when disco's hot, they do, I stole your love. When pop music is hot, it's unmasked. Didn't work as well, but then they're doing the Bon Jovi stuff and they're doing all the stuff that kind of fits. But then when Pantera Metallica hit, yep. they go, okay, we need to do a heavy version of who we are, which is the same thing. We were in 1976. Yep. So they were always fucking heavy until they became the biggest band in the world and all the kids came. And that was their kind of real return to form of being this really dark and heavy band. Yeah. Real quick before we let you go, final thoughts on the actual final four. Unholy losing to Lick It Up, Tears of Fallen losing to Heavens on Fire. Well, once again, I, I flip-flopped it. I had my final two was Unholy and Heavens on Fire. Yeah. Um, but I can't, once again, I, Lick It Up, is it one of my favorite Kiss songs? No. Is it a huge hit and one of the songs that they've made a career off of? Yes. Yeah. Do I love when they play it live? Yes. Do I love the everything? So it doesn't surprise me. And then Tears of Falling is another one. I always liked Who Wants to Be Lonely better. Mm-hmm. But when I saw yep. them play it in concert, uh, I was very <laughs> fortunate enough to see them right before the world uh, fell apart. Yeah. Uh, I saw them in Bakersfield. Um, uh, check this out. March. Second, like wow. a week later, everything right, was right before, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but when they played Tears of Falling, it was great to hear it again. It's a great sing along chorus, so you can't go wrong with any of those four. Um, but also, too, just to say, like, what a great idea this was for you guys <laughs> to do this. Like, what a so many people talking about it and debating about it. That's one of the great things about Kiss fans is we love this band so much that it's like it, you 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 are willing to analyze every little <laughs> nuance yeah. and there's no other band that inspires this type of debate except for the band that inspired kiss in the Beatles. You could do this for Beatles and have like Charlie Benanti and, and Mike Corton and I did a, in an alternate universe Beatles reunion tour. What songs would you have on the set? And we mm-hmm. could do 40 wow. songs and then they could be in the, we're, you know, guys in our fucking fifties, almost 50, yeah. whatever. Like debating Beatles set list from this fantasy concert that will never happen. <laughs> yep. But having the best time doing it, and that's what you guys did with with this tournament. So it was a lot of fun to to do it, and then see all the results, and then and then to talk about it as well. So congratulations for having the creativity to to, to do this. Thanks, yeah, man. We appreciate next it. Next year we're we're debating. We've got a few different options to do next year. Maybe a mix of all eras of Kiss. Mm-hmm. Maybe just deep cuts. Maybe, as you suggested earlier, Paul versus Gene. Maybe Paul and Gene versus Ace and Peter. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, right? you you could literally do it like sixty four. Like almost. I don't even know how the fuck you guys would even begin to attempt this, but. Mm-hmm. What's the greatest Kiss song of all time? From Kiss to uh, uh, Sonic Boom. No, what's after Sonic Boom? Monster. Uh, Monster. Monster. And shake it all up and have every single great song. How would you do that? That would be hard. 
Well, the option so, we 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 had floated the idea of taking. So last year was all the makeup sixty four makeup songs. Take the top the 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 thirty two top that made it from that plus the thirty two that made it from this sixty four. That would be the, the, the so that's yeah. how that's how it would break it. And then you'd then you'd have to see you know because I'd like to see you know unholy up against you know I don't know God of Thunder right right oh, exactly oh, yeah, exactly like, you could do that and take uh, it's a makeup versus makeup versus non makeup thirty two yep. on one side or thirty two but each one is makeup versus non makeup. There's your first round yeah. bracket. You know there you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that works. Yep. So, yep. Chris, with you, you got you obviously AEW. Uh, talk yep. is Jericho. What do you have? One of the you had somebody from uh, the uh, Tiger people on there. Tiger King, yeah, Tiger King this week. The uh, the jet ski guy. If you watch that show, but yeah, yeah, we jet taped about guy. we taped about six weeks of AEW last week, so we're in the wow. can for six weeks. So that'll be on every every uh, Wednesday for the foreseeable future. That's and awesome. In the meantime, I'm still doing all the Talk is Jericho stuff, the Saturday Night Special. Working yeah. on a new Fozzie record, which is a, oh. a great time to be writing a record right now. I'm hoping that there's going to be some great albums created out of this time. Yeah. Frame, you know, and uh, uh, and and we, and we saw that you, uh, as of right now, you rescheduled the Fozzie tour to July. Tentative. We're hoping, you know, yeah. no one knows for sure. Right. Um, you know, I was just talking to Dennis DeYoung today. He has a new record coming out and talking about how he had to postpone his old tour. And none of us know. Like we're hoping to do it in July. Hopefully, July and August will be done with this, but. Who the fuck knows at this point in time? It's a very, it's a very strange. Uh, we're, we're living history, man. Yeah, you know, it's true. We're living history. A hundred yeah. years from now, people will be talking about this, yep. and how we kind of get through it is up to us. We don't know, right? Yep. And I'll see you on the Kiss Cruise, and you were one of the last reasons I'm like I haven't done it. Oh. But when you guys signed up and Fozzie was on, I'm like I'm doing it. F this, I got to do it. And um, you guys pushed me over, like, over the edge to do it. I'm definitely excited to do that. And uh, you had some news coming up uh, you're going to be announcing soon about your cruise. Yeah, I mean, our, our that's another thing. Our, our The the Rock and Rusty Rage part did was January 20th to the 24th. Imagine if it if it had happened a month later. You know, oh, yeah. who yeah. the fuck knows what could have happened. So yep. the good news is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. People are going to want to do stuff when this yep. is done. And... Uh, you know, we're not going to stop living and we're not going to stop creating and, and planning events and doing things. So, so yeah, February 1st, the 5th next year. And fuck it, man. We're going to we're going to uh, we're going to continue forward and, and, and not let coronavirus stop everything that we're doing. We're in the midst of it now. And hopefully in a month we'll be done. And a month after that, we'll be able to start venturing out and, and, and you know, enjoying enjoying life again. So but in the meantime, doing stuff like this, like your 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 podcast and your tournament helps uh helps keep the helps make the world go round as uh any mass um, would say yeah unmasked before yes I, before we let you go any uh last thing to say to our buddy sunny hey sunny Pooney, <laughs> what a piece of shit that guy is man. i'll tell you what if he was in this bracket you know what if he was in this bracket i'd bring him all the way to the finals just to vote against him and crush his hopes and dreams that he was going to win. <laughs> oh, we love I it. wouldn't eliminate him first round. I'd have, I'd have him go right to the first, second, third, fourth, fifth. I can, I'm sure I'm going to win. And then I have Michael Cavaccini just swoop down <laughs> and just tear his stupid, dumb head off. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, fellas. Chris, thank you so thank much. You, this was Chris. awesome. Thanks, buddy. Oh, so much. Happy to talk Appreciate to you it, buddy. Time. Cheers. Right. Be safe. Be healthy. Thank you. You too. you too. Thanks. Bye-bye. So there you have it. That was uh, part two of our episode with Chris. As you can tell, the, we had some issues with the audio, perhaps a little bit of heavy breathing. 
Maxwell because <laughs> the mic uh, was picking up all sorts of things, and we apologize for that. But you know what? We wanted to get this thing out. It was too important, and uh, you know, the Chris sounded nice and clean. So again, we apologize for the audio. As you know, our audio is usually pretty crisp. And, uh, you know, we're all trying to make do during this unfortunate quarantine. Tom, what do you think? Uh, I, look, I love having Jericho on here. I want to have him on again for, you know, because he's, he's been on twice. Both episodes were great. We had him on for the non-makeup draft. We had him on here to break down the non-makeup tournament. Um, and like I said, you know, his insight and his analysis on the songs, um, you know, him, you know, kind of breaking down, you know, how Paul does kind of have a point about, you know, play the hits, not the deep cuts, you know, and he's right. You know, hits are hits for a reason. There's a reason why all four number one seeds made it to the final four. Um, you know, and then I liked it the, near the end of the interview, you know, he was talking about, you know, what's been going on during this whole, you know, the whole quarantine stay at home thing. Um, you know, hopefully people are making do, you know, we're, we're doing our little part to keep people entertained. And we know that Chris is doing that as well with, uh, with everything he's doing, like you mentioned with his social media presence. So yeah, uh, that Saturday it, night special thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just always a great time having him on. And like Zeus said, you know, we apologize for the technical difficulties, but a lot of people are dealing with this, you know, internet, uh, just different things happening. So like Zeus said, Chris's time is valuable. We had him on and we wanted to get this out for you guys to enjoy it. So you know, bear with us. And like Zeus said, our, our, you know, our audio and our production is usually pretty, pretty crisp and clean. So this one, you know, hopefully you will, you were paying more attention to uh, what Jericho said and not what we were saying <laughs> and not my uh, creepy breathing. Um, and the other part is every time we've had Chris on, there's always a little tidbit that he'll drop, like him talking to Paul Stanley about, come on, man, when they weren't playing heavens on fire yep. and things like that. And then his opinion about, oh, maybe I was going to tell Paul to come on and do and, and do this. Nah, he wasn't going to do this. Like, there's always something, a little bit of news and an insight into the band. I need some information because I'd like to tell you some information. Yep. Plus, I love getting, he's a musician. He yeah. is. I know yeah. he has a lot of hats, but he's a musician. He knows the crowds. The crowd seems to love this. He's a great entertainer. He knows what it takes. And so him discussing what songs should be played, despite us complaining about deep cuts and stuff, he's, you know, he kind of makes a point. It's like maybe because those are the best songs. Yeah. And, and I, I, th- I think, I think one of my, one of my favorite kind of little tidbits that he had of, in terms of analysis was when I asked him a question about the unholy versus forever matchup and mm-hmm. how I, and how I thought that forever had a chance and he said, look, Forever is a great song, but Kiss is a rock band, and the rockers are always going to rise to the top. No one doubts that Forever is a fantastic song, but Forever is never going to beat Unholy. Uh, and just to, like, like Zeus said, he's a musician. He's an artist. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a rock star. And just to hear his breakdown and analysis of the way these songs kind of fell into the bracket, it was just really, it was just really fun. And like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well because we sure as shit did. Yeah, and uh, going on from what, you know, Chris uh, was saying about what songs to play and then, you know, how he discusses some of these things with Paul. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, He's always a great guest, but nothing is better than me throwing him those layups. Hey, what do you think about Sonny Pooney? Anything to say to him? (laughs) Poor Sonny. First, he's called a chimp by a listener. Then he gets pummeled by Jericho. We we love Sonny. Come on, man. Absolutely. But 
Sonny, you also missed the part that got erased. Didn't get recorded. Oh, it cut, it cut out. <laughs> yep. And he was talking about the pot of thunder guys and stuff like that. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was good. It was good yeah. stuff. Well, awesome time. And we'll have Chris back on again soon. But, you know, let's 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 detour a little bit, give a little more things about the actual tournament. Tournament. So first thing I want to say is I want to thank everybody for putting in the time to vote, to fill in out brackets, sending in brackets, commenting online. It was a ton of fun and we couldn't have done it without you. So you guys, you know, quadrupled the participation from last year. And we hope we'll continue to do that next year. Because we'll have a newer and even more fun one for you guys. Um, I want to give a special shout out to all the guys out there that are our podcast brethren, friends that jumped in. And, you know, specifically, I'm just going to throw a couple names out for us. So Bruce and Lisa Kulik for jumping in. Joey Casada, Chris Jericho, of course. Um, we got Murph. Kara the Cruise Cabana, Carrie Stevens, Stephen Michael in Sunny Pooney from Growing Up Rock, Joe Polo from Podcast Rock City, the guys at Potter Than Hell, our good friend Steve with BB, BC, and Dylan. Oh, how about Mitch LaFon, Tom? Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon jumped in. Ultimate Classic Rock jumped in. Oh, that was awesome. Yep. Matt Porter from The Kiss Room. Ken Mills from podcasts and 2,000 other podcasts. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the guys, of course, from Pot of Thunder. Those guys rock. Andy, Nick, and Chris. Uh, and as I told Chris, I think Nick was way on the bottom and Chris was laughing in the beginning. Yep. And all of a sudden, Nick came out of nowhere and won that between those three. Uh, Sonny's brother, Danny uh, Pooney. Tony who does that awesome friggin' thing that we always forget to mention on our bonus episode. Yep. 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 Tony from restrain. Go listen to restrain. Great band. Um, and then Jay from the hook rocks, right? Yep. Uh, Baco from, uh, Cobras and fire and music, the lifeblood, another podcast. So the one thing about Baco real quick, I forgot to mention earlier, Tom, um, and you're going to be on his show coming up too. He's doing a top 25 grunge albums as a side cast for Cobras and Fire. And number 24 on that list was Purple from Stone Temple Pilots, my favorite grunge album. So I went on Cobras and Fires, and that's their latest episode, and we discussed Purple. Please give that a listen. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great, great time stuff. talking. Yep. Uh, Baco uh, was a lot of fun. Throws a few jabs, but if I threw him one good haymaker, I'd knock his punk ass out. Yeah. But, He's a great guy, and uh, his podcast is a lot of fun. Go give them a listen. Yeah, yeah. Go get a poster on the way. That's that's a wink, wink to you, Baco. Um, all these guys, and then all the four hundred and forty other um, entries that we had, Tom. Yeah, amazing, um, unbelievable. So I had the lovely privilege, Tom, of trying to score this, and there was the one guy who's like, "Hey, wouldn't you put up the brackets for everybody?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm not doing." fucking excel spreadsheet for 500 uh entries so what i did was i know that the numbers are in the winner and no lie and f you to fucking murph with exactly the winning team uh let's see was me 
reminds me of the episode of The Office when Jim gives himself the Employee of the Year award. Absolutely. (laughs) With 164 points, Tom. Now, did I pick this because these are my favorite songs? No. Hell no. So Hell no. Hell no. Fuck with your shit. Hell no. I picked these because I picked these songs because I said, what would the sheep pick? Yeah. No offense. And I picked it right. Um, submitted the day before the draft, uh, the poll uh, started, Merv, so fuck you. Um, that's what got posted. Now, my personal, Tom, I had, I think, take it off. Uh, I just want to. Um, a million to one, and what was the other one I had? Uh, in my final four, I forget. Look it um, up. No, all hell's breaking loose with a million to one winning. Now, here's the funny thing about your final four. Your final four was four Paul Stanley songs. Yes, for for your personal bracket. Yeah. Okay, my personal bracket was uh three Gene Simmons songs and one Paul Stanley song. So, I mean, my, my, my personal bracket, I, yeah, my personal bracket had no shot, but I wasn't playing to win. I was playing just to kind of fill out my personal, it's my personal private business. Because it's personal business. It's my personal private business. Well, Brian, it doesn't sound like you're doing any business. Yeah. And, um, so with that, I had a million to one. And one of the things I wanted to state was a million to one by far of all the brackets submitted was the number one picked song to win. Number two would have been unholy. Neither of those won, and they had to go up against each other. Pretty unfair, and it sucks that two great songs went at each other in the third round. Yeah, we, um, we, we, we tremendously undersold a million to one as a five seed. Yeah, and a million to one was the number one pick team song from all the brackets that were submitted. That's insane. Which goes to show you, when it comes to it, I don't know, people picked a higher seed, in my opinion or the comfort level because there was no reason how a million to one lost that early or unholy lost of tears of falling. The well, unho- winning... unho- unholy made it to the final four. Yeah, but still lost tears of falling, including three from the podcasters bracket, three from the podcasters bracket. There were from the rest of our listener submissions, five people, the winning song had five people Submitted brackets out of four hundred and forty tears of falling. Yeah, I, I, I would have, I, I would have, I did not think tears of falling would. I, I figured they'd make it to the final four. I thought it was going to be unholy versus heavens on fire, and it was the exact opposite. It was lick it up versus tears of falling. Yeah, and you know that's what won my hundred and sixty four. Tom, my regular bracket that I wish won was thirty seven. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yep. You know, um, and the, and the funny thing, the funny thing, if I can just say, cause I, we talked about this with, with Chris too, in, in the final four. So unholy and lick it up and tears of fallen versus heavens on fire. Both of those polls came down to the last minute. They were 51 49, the fight, the championship of lick it up versus tears of falling with a few hours left with over 900 votes. It was tied. It ended up being Tears of Fallen with a 51-49 breakdown. The fact that those polls were that close to me is 
shocking because I remember last year the Makeup Madness tournament we had Detroit Rock City versus Deuce. It was like throwing the towel right away. Like Detroit Rock City won like sixty five thirty five. It wasn't. It wasn't even close for a minute. Um, so it, that 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 surprised me. So let me just read real quickly the people that picked Tears of Fallen: Noah Trevian, L. Asa Crawford, Crawford, Steve DeWood, and the runner-up winner was Nick Orlando, and he had one hundred twenty-six points. Wow! The winner of the of the tournament and we'll get a prize from click t shop yes that's k-l-i-c-k-t-e-e-s-h-o-p ed spangenberg who sponsored the tournament and is kind enough to offer a prize to the winner the winning team submitted 127 points one more and that goes to gary cap the winner Gary, good friend of the show. Gary, congratulations. Great job, buddy. Well, well done. So let me yeah. ask you this. So clarify this for me, Zeus. You, you're not taking the prize? No, I'm not taking uh, the prize. I, I'm joking. Not. I'm joking. Um, and uh, next to me, the second person that won actually had the second most points out of the uh, – and had like three rounds in a row that he was perfect. Yep. Was Jay from the Hook Rocks who knows his polls. Yep. Right? Yep. He was second, and because I got the winner and he didn't, that's why I beat him by, you know, a substantial amount because he was winning going into that. He took Lick It Up. So if Lick It Up won, he would have won. Wow. Uh, he had 138 points. In third place was Kara the Cruise Clothes Consultant, Cabana <laughs> Consultant, with 133 points and probably couldn't name you two songs on Kiss and got a little bit of help, wink, wink. Um, and she came in third with 133 points. Um, who else took, uh, tears of falling out of the podcaster group? I think that was, it was I the only one that took tears of falling? Uh, no Murph, our good friend Murph took tears of falling. Of course, Murph took it. Paul (laughs) Stanley song and he Murph picked it because he likes that video with those gloves and those shoulder pads. Cause Murph wears that Murph's probably wearing that right now as he's listening to the episode. Meanwhile, if I should say ever say crossword about Murph, oh come on, we love Murph. Murph's all right. Murph's the I best. I can say it. I can say it. It's like when somebody yeah. makes fun of you, like your own family. He's my. That's my roommate. Oh, not so, yours. It, so it doesn't apply to me. Like he's not part of us too. He's only a no, part of you. That's right. Look, just because I didn't exchange bodily fluids with him oh, doesn't mean he only belongs to you. Oh God! Tonight you belong to me. <laughs> that's you. You used to play it at night. Murphy like, oh God, Zeus, I gotta go. Tommy's playing my song. <laughs> oh, Murph. But isn't that fucking interesting? It's just no matter what we do, it's Tears of Fallen versus Lick It Up. I know. It's amazing. Right? And the I one know. song that should be played out of everybody saying is Unholy was the only song on the top four that didn't get played. Yep. That doesn't get played. Heavens on Fire is the other one that should have. Yep. So I mean, I just find all this stuff interesting. Um, I thank you guys for, you know, from the bottom of my heart and some short Tommy does as well. Absolutely. We love that you get involved. We're always trying to do fun and creative things. You're not going to say that we're boring and stale on this podcast, whether it's this type of tournament, the meme we had out today or other great creative things. We're always trying to stay ahead of the curve and make this fun. Cause if it's not fun for us, believe me, we ain't doing it. Right. 
That's true. No. And, and like Zeus said, the feedback has been terrific. We love it. And, uh, we talked to, uh, you know, in our interview with Chris, we were bouncing around potential ideas for next year. So, uh, who knows what, what, what we have in store next year, this year was easy. We knew what it was going to be next year. Uh, who knows what what we're going to do, but you can bet your ass. It's going to be pretty awesome and fun. Yeah, absolutely. So Tom, what we usually do from here, we uh, we try to answer a couple questions or a question or two. What do we got? so we're going to do two questions tonight just because this one is a little bit topical. Uh, we didn't get a chance to ask Jericho because time was limited, but I know I know that you'll be able to answer this one. So this comes from Adam Tyler Landry, and this is, he asks, what are your thoughts on the Kiss Demon from WCW? Ooh, I remember when it came out. Um, yeah, we should have asked Chris about this. It's okay. Uh, that's I know El Torborg. Yep. I think his father was like the hitting coach or something. Jeff Torborg. Jeff yep. Torborg. Thank you. Yep. Um, and his father was like the hitting coach for the Florida Marlins or something. I think he was a. I think he was a, a regular a manager for like a team. Yeah, and, like, and he was like the weight lifter or the strength and conditioning guy out there. And he, I think he like almost beat the bag out of somebody or something <laughs> on the Marlins. But he wasn't the original guy. I think that was Brian Adams. Okay. He was part of Chronic. That was the name of the wrestling team, Tom, back then. Jesus Christ. Um, and he came out, and I just remember him looking badass. I remember Kiss performing. Um, I think they did God of Thunder. And and just went, here he is, here he is at the end of the song. And they were pointing to him. And he came out. I was like, okay, here's a big muscle guy dressed with Kiss with Gene makeup on. Yep. But I'm not really the demon, but whatever. Yeah. And then he came out and wrestled. And then he eventually became what, what's called a jobber. And that means a guy that just gets his ass kicked and loses. <laughs> yep. And I was like, he just totally killed the image. There was different conversations about maybe bringing different wrestlers, like the Catman or the Spaceman would come out yep. and be a whole stable of wrestlers as Kiss. It's just, it, was, it just didn't go over. And he could have because he was a good wrestler. Yeah, speaking of the word jobber, I like how Jericho used that to describe some of the lower seated songs in the tournament that we did. He, he was calling some of the lower songs like jo- like he he was like he's like, "Look, unholy against Radar for Love. Come on. Like that's not going to happen." And <laughs> until we told him that somebody picked Radar for Love to win the whole fucking tournament. Oh, dude, Secretly Cool was picked as a winner. Uh yep. we had all sorts of shit. Yep. Come Hell High Water was the number one pick. Yep. Um, you know, and by the way, on this week's AEW Dynamite, he was on commentary and he started dropping kiss names. He's freely to Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. He's he's like such part of the Kiss Army. It's not even funny. Um, but so we, anyways, so yeah, we got that's we, a great question. So we got an, another another like uh, another question that we can both kind of jump in because I, I know who the I know who Dale Torborg the demon is, but I you know I, at that time I wasn't into that. So but this is a question from a uh, big big fan of the show, um Eladio. And he asks, what song would you like to see Paul Stanley play or talk about during his quarantine video sessions that he's been doing? A million to one. That was easy. Okay. Anything else? Because we know that you love that song. <laughs> well, if you ask me, it's not like it's a big. Okay. It's not like I said, I want him to play Love Gun, where he'd be like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think a million to one is a uh, deep cut. He doesn't play it. Or it's all right. I was just I was just going to say my first instinct would be for him to talk about the solo album that he thinks is like, you know, they never talk about that stuff. So I would love for him to talk about something from the solo album. 
um, you know, or, you know, like I know we always we always beat a dead horse by saying deep cut. But, you know, even jumping in and talking about, you know, Mr. Speed, the guitar riffs with that or some, something like that, something interesting. Um, uh, maybe he w- that would be Bob Kulik. I worked with Motorhead. Well, right. But just, you know, something because right now he's talking about, um, you know, he's talking about the hits. But again, maybe if he keeps doing this, eventually he'll get to talk about some of those things. Maybe talk about a solo album. I don't know. But um, no, we're, we're excited for those Paul Stanley video clips. So that was a good question, Eladio. Thank you. And thank you for being a, a fan of the show, as always. Absolutely. So, Tom, where can people find us? Well, as you know, uh, we are uh, on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, our email, and please use it. It is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Email us. Uh, Zeus and I are looking at that all the time. So we, uh, if we don't respond to your email through the email, we'll respond to it over the sh- on the show. Um, you know, our, our podcast is everywhere. You know, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, you know, wherever you can get your podcast, we're there. And, uh, you know, we're part of the, uh, fantastic Pandora, I'm sorry, Pantheon, uh, podcast, the family of podcasts. Um, you know, we always talk about the great shows there, check them out. We're there too. Um, so we're everywhere. Yeah. Remember the email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Keep those emails coming. We love getting them, and we like to read them on the air if we can. Uh, remember the five-star child reviews you can give us on iTunes, uh, Podchaser, and everywhere else, and uh, even on YouTube. But here's a YouTube comment we got. Awesome content. Keep it up, dude. Um, there's more than one of us on here, but thanks, Tim, on YouTube. Oh, yeah, that was that. That was in regards to the Kiss Clues episode. Yeah, Tom, did you say we got something today on Facebook you saw? We did. This was a pleasant surprise. So, so uh, checking checking our our notifications on Facebook. Um, so we got a notification that our show was quote unquote mentioned. So I'm like, oh, this is what is this? So on Facebook, I look at this page called, and I've heard of them before, but I've never kind of interacted with them. But it's called Kisteria, and it's an Australia. It's called Kisteria, the Australian Kiss Show, and they are a full Kiss makeup. Um, Australian uh, cover band and I'll tell you right now go on their Facebook page it's it's Kisteria K-I-S-S-T-E-R-I-A the Australian Kiss Show and they do it all the guy has the, the, the guy who does Ace has the mannerisms of Ace he does the smoking guitar solo the D yeah, you mean fake freely yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly Tommy's down there too uh, the demon the guy that does Gene he uh, does the you know, Breathing the fire, doing the blood. I mean, they do that. They have the big kiss sign. I mean, the show is just spectacular. It's fucking amazing. But anyways, so they did on their Facebook, they did a thing called Kiss and Tell um, with one of the members of the band, which ironically, the drummer of this cover band is Eric Carr and not Peter Chris. That's what Joey Quesadilla used yep. to do when he was in his Kiss cover band. Yep. He looked more like friggin' Eric. And he yeah. liked that era, so he dressed like Eric Carr in makeup. I love yep. when people do that. Yep. Something different, even though I'm a Peter fan. Yep. So they were. it was kind of like a Q&A asking you know, different things about Kiss. And one of the questions says, what is your favorite podcast? And the answer was, that's a tough one, but I would have to go with Shout It Out Loudcast. They crack me up. 
that is unbelievable. I mean, Kisteria guys, thank you so much. Um, that's awesome. That, that was a that was a very nice way to start my morning when I was scrolling through Facebook. So um, I feel bad that with everything that's going on, all of your shows have been canceled. Hopefully that happened. Hopefully you guys are back up on your feet soon and posting some more awesome videos of your performances. Um, I know you have videos there now, so you know I urge people to check it out. It very cool. And uh, you know, thank you again for being a fan of the show and for uh, for thinking about us. That was great. Yeah, all the way down under. I have family over there in Melbourne, Tom. There's a lot of us Greeks over in uh, Australia. Okay. In the 60s when they, a bunch of them left, my parents yep. came here. A lot of them went to Germany and a lot went to Australia. So watch out for those Greeks down under there. But uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Much appreciated. And, uh, you know, much love to you and stay safe out there. Um, Tommy, as we usually do, we like to end this with famous last words. Now you're gone. Hurt so bad. Feelings I have never had. Been so long since you've been mined. Now I'm wound in the lost and found. (laughs) Love that song. And yes, and yes, I voted for it to advance. Get down, fool around. Think of all the dues you're paying. Oh, yeah? Stand your ground. Wise up. Can't you hear me saying? That's a great song. I voted for that, too, in the first round. What fucking difference does it make, Tom? (laughs) Ooh, he said the F word in the kiss. Oh, is it crazy? Oh, my God, this swearing. <laughs> um, guys, thank you very much. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, you rock. Stay safe, everybody. Guys, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed our uh, discussions amongst ourselves and uh, the uh, the Chris Jericho interview. Um, we had a great time. We hope you guys did, too. So stay safe and uh, try to keep yourselves. Pablo? Uh, Try to keep yourselves together with everything that's going on. And for those who observe and celebrate, have a happy Easter on Sunday. Thank you, guys. Yes, and Passover and all to everybody. Yes. And um, again, thank you to Chris. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 